Videodrome. What do you think of this one then, John? Well, okay, first of all, we should probably explain why we're talking about Videodrome. It's not a new movie. Uh, obviously, we are, we are no, recording this in the midst of the coronavirus uh, situation, which means that all cinemas are closed and we are unable to see any new releases. So what we thought we would do is yeah. take some general random requests from you guys, our patrons. So we put them out there on the Facebook page and our lovely patron Nate suggested that we should watch the 1980s David Cronenberg classic Videodrome. Yeah. So thank you for the suggestion, Nate, a film I had not seen before. Had you seen it before, Harry? No, certainly not. No. Um, to answer your question, I thought this one was pretty interesting. It was very... Yeah, this, this film had a lot to it. It did. It certainly did. It was not run of the bell. I don't think we've done a David Cronenberg film yet. And he's definitely been a director who's been on my like list, but I've never really landed on the right one for us to do. Because mm. he's kind of famous for special effects and like body horror. He's really a big body horror guy. Yeah. His most famous film is The Fly, but that has like loads of terrible sequels, so we could never do it. Right, yeah. Have you seen The Fly? No, I've not, but I've heard about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a classic, um, but it will be tough for us to do on the main show. Uh, Gassica, maybe. Maybe we'll do Gassica one day. Sci-fi, mm. bit of Jude Law, always a good time. Um, can't, remember, can't remember what accent he was working in. But yeah, <laughs> this was, I think, quite an early David Cronenberg film. Um, obviously, it's got a lot to say about new media, as it was in the early 80s, like what, where he thought that might go. Mm. Uh, and there's some really interesting special effects in this one. Mm. So... Yeah, I, I thought there was definitely... I think I admired it more than I loved it, but I definitely thought it was an interesting watch. And it certainly made some choices. And I do like a film that makes choices. So Yes, it very much did. <laughs> what did you think? Um, I think I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was good. I I just liked how weird it was. I think really what I liked about it was that it takes ages for you to work out what sort of film it is. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Like, it doesn't have any special effects in it for, I don't know, maybe the first half hour or something. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, it's this, it's a snuff film dealer or something like that. Maybe that's what yeah. this is. And then, oh no, there's like some weird supernatural video that's going around. Okay, is this a horror movie? Like, kind of, maybe. I wonder how they sold it like yeah. to audiences at the time. Like, what did they try and tell people it was about? Because, yeah, it's, it's a very hard one to encapsulate, I think. Like. Mm. Do you want to take a stab at a plot? Yeah, okay. So the plot okay, so the plot of Videodrome, as far as I understand it, um it is it stars James Woods mm-hmm. as uh, a guy who I forget his name, but he is I don't think it matters. He is a guy who runs a small cable network, a small a small like pirate cable channel, I think, that's dedicated mm-hmm. to like video nasties, like essentially porn, but uh, exploitation porn with uh, a lot of women being abused and like, um, you know, like raped and whipped and all kinds of stuff, sadomasochistic stuff, I think. Yeah. And he's, he's always on the lookout for the latest thing, the, the new sleazy thing that's going to get people interested. It's all about pushing buttons and finding the, the new, um, you know, the, the new controversial thing. Um, and so at the beginning of the film, he's introduced to this new... Is Videodrome supposed to be the network or the, the show or? No, the video Videodrome itself, I think, is. I think it's just a single VHS tape. Oh, okay. I think. But what's it sold us to him? 
He he sees all these clips. Oh yeah, I'm not sure. No. I think it's sold as like a show or a franchise or something that he can buy into. And the fra- and the I think the purpose of it, yeah, it's basically he watches it and it is it's people being tortured, women being tortured specifically. Yeah. And it looks very very real because as it turns out it is real. Um mm-hmm. and he's like that's some of some of those realistic torture porn I've ever seen and he wants it on his channel, he wants to broadcast it, he believes it's going to be a big success. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot he meets a lot of hesitation like a, he, he sends one of his agents to look into it and she comes back and says no absolutely not this is it's it's too real it's too it's too dangerous it, it won't yeah. work but he he becomes obsessed with it he also has a girlfriend or a love interest played by debbie harry from blondie mm-hmm. um who also becomes obsessed she's kind of into um she's, she's kind of into like pain pleasure kind of stuff sexually so she's very intrigued by this and she wants to be part of the show so she yeah. kind of disappears to be to go and audition for Videodrome, and then she's kind of never seen again. Mm. And so there's also a kind of mystery as to what happened to her, and he's kind of wondering where she's gone. He's worried for her, obviously. Um, and then the film, it's it's kind of a hard one to describe, because then the film just gets increasingly surreal as it moves on. Like, that's a, mm. that's your basic premise. Then there's some stuff with another woman who's the daughter of a mysterious, reclusive television person who it turns out may or may not be involved in creating Videodrome. (laughs) And also, at a certain point, James Woods is watching a Videodrome video or a Videodrome show, and he starts to have potential hallucinations or maybe real where his stomach is a VHS player. Yeah, it was... Very strange, wasn't it? Yeah, his his stomach is like a receptacle. Like you can see all his um all his internal organs and all his innards, uh, and but he he can open them out. He can literally rip his own stomach open. Mm. And at various points in the film, people just shove VHSs in there, and that seems to open up some kind of psychic gates that mm-hmm. uh, creates all kinds of strange fantasies. Mm-hmm. Mm. He even puts a gun in there right away. He does, yeah. And then as it goes on, he starts to weirdly fuse with the gun. The gun fuses into his hands, doesn't it? And he becomes. Yeah this kind of hybrid creature in many ways. Uh, yeah, and well, he's getting lots I, of messages. I, I understood it that he was being controlled at that point. Yeah, the Videodrome is controlling him. That's it, mm. yeah. And it's playing with his mind. Uh, and it's it's controlling him, manipulating him to kill somebody. Mm. Is that yeah. the guy's, the door, the girl's dad, or is that someone else? I, f- I couldn't figure out who, she, who was supposed to kill. Mm, I'll be honest, the plot of this one got away from me a little bit. It did, yeah. It does get a little bit mad in the second half. Yeah, I was kind of intrigued by it, but I wasn't really following specific beats. I was just like, oh, this looks interesting. Mm. Oh, now now James Woods' is, hand is melting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, the special effects in this reminded me a lot of The Thing. Have you seen that? I think that's also a Cronenberg. Oh, is, is it... John Car- sorry, that's John Carpenter. Yeah, I thought it was John Carpenter. Yeah, sorry, my mistake. I'm thinking of something else. Uh, yeah, I have seen the thing, but many years ago. But I know what you mean. It's similar it, it period, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. What were some of the standout effects to you? Because there were certainly some wacky ones. Um, I liked him snogging the TV. Yes, there was some weird sexual stuff where the screen of the TV like just kind of bulges out, and yeah. it becomes this giant pair of—is it a giant pair of lips or a giant pair yeah, of tits yeah. or both? Is it lips? Yeah. No, that was that was very good. Very yeah. Weird. Like the the effects are all very much of the t- of the time. Like you can't say that they hold up as like steam- seamless today, but you can see for for the budget, the probable budget, which I don't think would have been super high, and also the technological limitations. It, it's it's actually very good. I don't even think of it like that. I don't even think of them as 
special effects that are you know good for when it was it's just that's just the style of special effects that they went with mm. and it looks fantastic yeah that's true actually i do i've always said i do appreciate a practical effects work and this film does that very much it very much leans heavily on practical effects and yeah, yeah there's some really really good stuff there definitely yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the the TV as well. That was probably the, the peak of it, um, and also I guess all the stuff with his stomach. Although it's a little hard to watch in places, but yeah, I thought. That, and the way they made the the, v, the VHSs kind of pulsate as if they were alive. Mm. Yeah, there was lots of really like iconic imagery in this. I'm sure like mm-hmm. people who are like, I'm sure that this this film is a classic for a reason in its in its genre. Like I'm sure it's been very inspirational to a lot of people who've and films that have come after it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was very good. I'm I'm glad that I watched it. Yeah, I feel like it. I'm surprised you enjoyed it because different director, but we've, we've, I've tried you on a few David Lynch films and you've not liked those at all. What do you think made this more enjoyable than like, say, Blue Velvet? It just keeps you guessing, this one. Mm. Like, round every corner there's something interesting to look at. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe you just caught me in the right mood. And True, possibly. Some other films haven't. Yeah, to be fair, I think David Lynch is kind of surreal, but his plots are kind of quite... I think his plots are quite standard, but there's wrapped in a lot of surreal stuff around them. Whereas this is just it telling a, a quite interesting, unique story. It's just everything about it is not what you'd expect from a film. Yeah. You know, or not what you'd expect from your standard piece of cinema. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely, you never quite know where you sit with it. It, it never, like, lets you, you never, like, get secure about it. It's just, it's always showing you something new right to the end. So, and it's a nice brisk watch as well. It really is. It's only, like, 85 minutes or something. So, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is definitely, a, 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 definitely a classic. So, and on, on and on Netflix as well. So, definitely well worth a, well worth a little, well worth checking out. I would say. Yeah. What would you rate it out of ten? Ooh, I mean, it's not something I feel like I'm going to go back to loads and loads and loads. But mm-hmm. I think it's definitely it's obviously something that's quite uh, influential and quite iconic. So I'd give it a solid eight. Yeah, I think it's a, obviously a, yeah definitely a very interesting movie. So. Yeah, I think I'd give it an eight as well. Yeah. It's good because it's, it, it's got a lot of originality. Mm, yeah. Definitely bumped David Cronenberg up the list. I'm definitely going to find a film that we can do. Um, I, I, it's not Gattaca. That's not what he did. He did Existence. That's the one I was thinking of. It's another Jude mm. Law film. We could do Existence. I, I might bump that up the list. Oh, he did a History of Violence. Have you seen that film? No. Mm. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few we could do. Um, he seems to just be one of those directors who's... He seems to be one of those directors who started off making really weird stuff, and then as time has gone by, his films have got more and more mainstream. Right. Okay. But uh, not necessarily a bad thing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so there's a few. There's a few that we could look at potentially. Um, but yeah, this is an inter- interesting introduction to, I think, and the yeah. kind of stuff that he does. So yeah. So thank you for the, the recommendation, Nate. Uh, definitely broadened our horizons a little bit. Something a little bit different. And uh, yeah. Totally. So. Um... Anybody else, if you have any recommendations for us to for us to watch, any requests, and you know what, Nate, if you've got any more. Yeah, keep them coming. Throw them in. We've got, you know, all summer, potentially all year to sit around and watch films not in a cinema. <laughs> oh, God. What? That's how it's going to be. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just... <laughs> Disturbing. Still don't believe the last film we saw in the cinema was Fantasy Island. I know. What a wet fart of a last film to watch. Fantasy Bloody Island. <laughs> the first one back better be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, brilliant. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Thank yep. you for subscribing. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Nate, for suggesting. Yep. And we'll see you next time. Yep. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Let's go beyond. Beyond the box set.